Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Ooh, welcome to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. I'm your host, Brian Ruka, and with me as always over there is my man and yours, producer Juice. He's known out there on the interwebs, the World Wide Web, as the truth box because he just loves spitting the truth all day, every day. So uh, let's hear from him now. Truth box. What do you get to say to all the people out there in the right and wrong audience, my man? Yeah, what's up? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I got a, I got a clip here for you. It's Love it. Stuff. Going you back to this, your roots. Yeah. You've seen this uh, TikTok trend that they're doing with the ice cream, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, like somebody puts, gives an emoji and then the person pretends to act it out or whatever. Okay. Okay. I feel well, either way, like they pretend to be like AI. We're like, thank you for the ice cream. And then pick another emoji. But the creator actually gets a percentage of these little tokens that they okay. send you. Okay. So one is crazy. But two, this this clip is a play on that. I had to introduce that because it's a play I on that. From appreciate uh, that because, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be able to pick up with on the, that. Remember with the, the feet? With the oh, belt, yeah. I didn't introduce that in <laughs> Yeah, yep. Uh, but this this girl Ashley St. Clair from the Babylon Bee, uh, okay. does a does a play on that, and then you know it it goes a different way. So it's funny. Check this out. Wow! Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the hearts. Mmm, ice cream so good. Yummy hot dog. GG. GG. Thank you for the likes. Ice cream so good. Before they find me, BlackRock. BlackRock owns most United States banks. They own all major pharma companies and mainstream media. They oversee 10% of all stocks traded worldwide. They manage over $10 trillion in assets, which is half of the United States GDP. They, BlackRock and Vanguard, own 18% of Fox, 16% of CBS, 13% of Comcast, which also controls NBC, MSNBC, CNBC, Sky News, and they own 12% of Disney. They are the biggest institutional investors of Google, Facebook, Amazon, and now they're buying up all the homes and artificially inflating your mortgage so you will own nothing and be happy. I have to go. <laughs> Trying to get in the real info real quick before yeah, they go. I gotta go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. That's great. Yeah. Those institutions, you gotta watch out for them. The BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, right? They're controlling it all. Love it. Well, thank you for that, Mr. Juice. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Uh, today's show is going to be locked and loaded as usual. We're going to be talking about, uh, you know, tackle the question of, is good just a point of view? Or is there really a good and a bad? I think you guys might know where we're going to fall on that question. Uh, last week, I saw The Sound of Freedom, uh, and we'll discuss that. You know, it's a big hit right now. Mainstream media, not very happy about it. So we'll dive into that. We have another great lightning round of clips and the always popular, come on, man. 
segment of the day. We'll be here to close out the show. We'll get to hear from a pro-abortion ad- advocate when she uh, testified on the Hill last week. So, um, you know, that's what we're going to have going. Please, please, please remember to subscribe to the show. Don't forget that now we are on video. So look us up on YouTube, Rumble. We're still dropping things on Apple, Spotify. So tell a friend, share it around, and uh, give us a like and a subscribe, please. We'd really appreciate that. So I guess with all that out of the way, this is that time in the show where we get to welcome in our good friend, Mr. Rick Flair, because it is showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! Woo! All right, we're just jumping right into things this week. I told you we're we're locked, loaded, ready to rock and roll. So um, this past weekend, we kind of got a little bit of rain in my area. So it was one of those not much going on. So what better thing to do during a rainy Sunday than movie marathon? So my son Brody really wanted to go and hit the Star Wars movies in actual order of the events that take place. So we banged out the whole prequel trilogy. I know Juice that you're uh you know when hey. they first came out you weren't a huge fan but you've grown to appreciate them a little bit more. So it's episodes yeah. one, two and three. So when you say in chronological order or whatever you had said, did you mix in like which is great, some of the best content they have, that Clone Wars uh animated TV show. Seven no, seasons because uh, that takes place movies. maybe in between you know we'll have to that would be good i just don't i you know i think it's pretty impressive we were able to bang out three movies in a rainy day oh you did all you did one two three no i'm lying we did the two, two of them on sunday and the and then revenge of the sith we saved until monday night so almost but those are long movies man they're like yeah. two and a half hours does he know that seven eight and nine exist because if he doesn't don't let him know <laughs> yeah unfortunately we saw those ones in the theater and uh i'll admit i was trying to pretend like they might be good at first you kind of talked me into reality we're like dude they're, they're garbage so i haven't seen nine yet so yeah don't don't uh, please don't all right but, take it time um, take it back so, no, but the reason why these Back movies... to you. <laughs> so what really stood out to me with these movies, and I get it, there might not be some Star Wars people out there or whatever. They're they're, you know, adventure movies, they're fun. But in these prequel trilogies, it really sets up how the original trilogy, the Emperor Palpatine, you know, who rules over the entire empire that they have. Um, how he came into power, basically. And the stuff that stood out to me and why I wanted to talk about it on the show today was the political maneuvering that takes place during these um, original, you know, the prequel trilogies. So something that stood out was that this guy Palpatine, he's the main villain in in the whole saga. And when it first starts off, episode number one, he's a senator. And he ends up getting himself voted into power as the chancellor that's in charge of like the entire Senate, like, you know, the the president of the Senate basically calling the shots. And there's a whole group of people that try to separate from the uh, Republic that's in control and they don't really agree with everything that's going on. So they branch off into the side made me think civil war ish. Um, But then 
he ends up taking we've power. seen the movie give it all right all right so some, some people might not have but okay the, the thing that stood out though was that he takes power under emergency authorization creates an a, an army of the republic that they didn't have an army at first takes control builds an army up and then he essentially never gives up his power he holds he takes takes control under emergency temporary powers um overstays the term limit that was set for him he just blows past that keeps power because he's like oh we're in the middle of a war blah 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 can't give up power and ultimately just you know takes it and never gives it up and just made me think of the unnecessary overreach of the american government during the covid nonsense and the emergency powers that they used to try and dictate public health to us and um luckily you know we were able to get control back somewhat but um you know it just scares me for how they could go about it going forward and the clip that i have here from the star wars movie um that i'd love my man mr juice to play for us is the emperor there palpatine before he took complete control, manipulating Anakin Skywalker, who ends up becoming Darth Vader. And the thing, there's something that stands out. Spoiler alert. After, spoiler alert. Uh, but after we watch the clip, there's uh, something he says in there that really stands out, but um, it goes to speak to the mindset that some of these people have. So, Juice, you want to pull that one up for us? Yeah. And real quick, these are, it's, it's very low. Like all the Star Wars ones, hard yeah. to get it. So if we can't, if it doesn't seem like you can hear it, give us a synopsis. Let's try it. All who gain power are afraid to lose it, even the Jedi. The Jedi use their power for good. Good is a point of view, Anakin. The Sith and the Jedi are similar in almost every way, including their quest for greater power. The Sith rely on their passion for their strength. They think inwards only about themselves. And the Jedi don't. The Jedi are selfless. They only care about others. <laughs> the thing, I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat, the thing that stood out to me was that line that he says near the beginning of the clip of, good is a point of view. And he's trying, his implication is that like, hey, we're the ones in control, we're leading. What we say is good is what's going to be considered the good thing to do. And I know, Juice, you're with me, but the whole point of our show, there's right and there's a wrong. It's not up to interpretation. It's not someone's point of view. It just is. And there is a good and there's an evil. There's a good and there's a bad. It's not up to who's in control to decide that. It just is. I mean, what do you think on that? Hundred percent, I agree. I also like uh, now that you pulled that up with the Senate and stuff like that, calling you know Senate like Sith Lords, yeah, for for bad, you know, bad stuff. Oh, like you know, I love it. Like Nancy Pelosi looks like that, uh, you know, the Emperor after the Lightning <laughs> situation yeah, she, in the room. Definitely, she's definitely been electrified with the Lightning, uh, like that stuff couple times um <laughs> he, he uh, lightning he, round yes there you go um i i even like i might read too much into it but then i oh i don't know if there's any religious like 
stuff going on behind the scenes too, where like, I couldn't help but think of like the Jedi as like the Christian, like, you know, people trying to do good in the universe and do well. And then the other people being like, like, no, who are those people? Like, Oh, they all want to do whatever they want. It's best for them too. Like, and you know, I'm biased because we're Christian, but like insert religion too, like the Jewish people trying to do whatever is great for them. Like I, I feel like Jedi kind of have some religious elements to them too. And then like the evil side, the Sith and stuff are all, you know, temp it's temptation based and self-interest and all of that type of stuff like going on. So I don't know if I'm reading into that juice. The or Sith kind of, the Sith kind of look like uh, Pharisees from, you know, the chosen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. Situations yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, right, you got a you got right. a clip or something you want me to throw? Yes. On? So we have one more clip, um, and it speaks to this whole good being a point of view thing. So, um, you know, watch this clip. It's a mashup of uh, people on the left uh, advocating for the things that they want to happen. And you tell me, is good just a point of view, or is there a good and bad? Listen to what these people have to say. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murderers. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from... Crazy, right? <laughs> but that's the I thing. Mean, that's a mashup of some of the worst people. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're definitely, we're definitely being helped out a little bit with the point we're trying to prove here with that. Mashup. And shout out to whoever made the mashup. I wish I could we give can, them a shout out. It. I Somebody... have it somewhere. We can post it in the in the comments. Yeah, like that's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one thing I have to say real quick though before that I, I had to write down <laughs> quickly. Uh no, but there is a she st stole it from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. There, you know what's hilarious in there though? What? Don Don Lemon. He's like white men are the scariest he's married to a white dude no he is he really oh yeah oh come on i think so i want me to double check that no i mean i yeah, trust like, you what? that's crazy white men like my husband are the most yeah. dangerous people um it's just it, it's absurd when how many women in cnn would say don lemon's the worst 
people out there stepping all over people to get to where he was. Dude, and Rudest. Uh, Kathy Griffin, the worst. Oh, she's horrible. Like, why? Like, if people did this stuff with like a Joe Biden severed no, head, it would or, not like, be except Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg shooting a, an orange man bad. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, I would love to drop a bomb on the White House. Like, yeah. It's uh, it's vile, like honestly, and like I think it's kind of crazy that not enough people like think that that's like outrageous. Like people that are on the left that might not feel that way, just kind of oh, just eccentric actors and people like. Ugh. But again, if that was roles reversed, it would be national news coverage for weeks on end. If somebody said that, you know, you can see this. Oh, yeah, That's there Don, you go. Don Le- Lemon's husband. Most dangerous people out there. Looks like a white, white supremacist. White men. Can't 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 do that. Well, that is the point we're trying to make with this is good is not just a point of view. And I honestly believe that the people on the left feel that way. What they believe, what they say, what they speak is good. And their good changes moment to moment from generation to generation. And that's all there is to it. And us, there's just simply the good and the bad, the true and the false, the right and the wrong. And these people grade things on a curve and you just, you can't trust them. And I'm afraid that eventually they're going to try to take power under like emergency authorization, just like in these movies and stuff. I, I think that's the way it's going to happen. It's not going to be with like a nuclear takeover. It's going to be a shift and it's going to, we're going to give away the power ourselves to these people and they're never going to give it back to us. So I don't know, juice, you got anything else to add to this one? No, that does it for me. I love it. Well, what do you think? Change things up a little this week and hand the folks the old lightning round in between segments here. Like it. Yeah, move right in. Keep things moving fast. Let's do it. All Keep right. things moving fast. I was trying to be like, Bruh. and then an 18-minute <laughs> first segment. Yeah, let's keep them moving quick. Oh, yeah. Nice. Short and sweet, baby. All right. Let's give them the lightning round. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Jumping right in with the lightning round, baby. You excited for this, Juice? Yeah, man. Very excited. <laughs> Love it. Don't do that empty beer trick thing again like you did last week. You I'm still, still it still smells like beer in here. Still, <laughs> like, you know, after like a, a wrestling be. show. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I love it. Um, Locker all right. room after, uh, uh, you know, men's uh, shinny hockey. Game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that balls mixed with Bud Light. I mean, uh, those don't mix anymore, right? No, <laughs> chop Please, the balls no. off. No, thank you. Uh, uh I get what you said. Yeah, though. lightning yeah. round. Let's roll. Love it. Let's where do you want to go first? I got five things teed up, I think. All right, we're gonna do your boy, your boy Dick myself. Levine on his recent interview. You guys yeah. all know this person, used to be named Richard Levine, now named Rachel Levine. Short. Goes by, you know, Dick, uh, but sure. Admiral, oh. rank 
rank of the admiral um, of something, health and human services in the United States federal government. It's yeah. absurd position for this person who's delusional. But uh, we got a clip of him talking. You want to play that for us, Juice? Admiral Rachel Levine is a pediatrician and the assistant secretary for the Department of Health and Human Services. She's the highest ranking openly transgender federal official in the country. What would you say to folks who think that they're being reasonable by saying, why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty? I know we like to laugh at this stuff and it's absurd and hilarious. Like, look at that person and the way they set that up. That's sad, people. That's that's something that should like, like that puts a fire in my belly. It honestly does. And I've seen that clip 15 times by now prepping for the show. But each time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, just want to like jump through the screen. Like, how could somebody say that? What if you're having the wrong puberty are you kidding me think about that to someone who's 13 years old 14 years old and this guy's saying what if they're having the wrong puberty like juice you're a father of two like how absurd is this it's ridiculous i it was at the very beginning but one of the biggest parts that you know you hit on the puberty thing but the gender affirming care i hate that wording like it's not that's not what you're doing no you're completely you're doing the opposite you're denying, denying it. Yeah. like but that's the game the left always plays is they manipulate language your boy michael knowles wrote a great book about it called speechless ding uh <laughs> thank you but it's it's controlling thoughts controlling minds <laughs> uh like yes puberty is hard enough it's brutal, right? Sure, it changes, all that. But, like, imagine how hard it is having going through it with something mental illness or something yes. where you need help on this side and go through yeah. puberty. And instead, yeah. they just tell you to lop your breasts up. Exactly. And imagine being pitched by grown-ups who you trust and you believe. You're being pitched the idea from them that, oh, it's so difficult because, you know, this isn't your actual puberty then. You're going through the wrong puberty. That's why you're having a more difficult time with it. Here's the better idea. It's crazy. I, I can't believe how this is even a debate out there. And I, I don't know. This is one of those ones where I I honestly, I know it's easier said than done because I don't even do it all that as much as I wish I did. But bringing this up at your cookout that you have, like, is anybody going to support the pro trans type of stuff on this like i would say nine out of ten agree with us on this one juice at least you're going you're going around the cookout though all right well <laughs> just trying to get are you pro trans so. Gage, gauging your your uh puberty debate here what do you think uh lop breasts and nuts off or uh <laughs> stick with them what do you think <laughs> all right i'm gonna bring up an next clip let me uh set this one up for you a bit Let's do it's it. A bro, it's a boy, our boy, not our boy, turd boy, <laughs> Justin Trudeau, oh. Prime Minister of Canada. He unfortunately lost his brother in, in a skiing accident in an avalanche in 1998. 
but look at the way like he's getting interviewed about it and stuff it's just, it's just uh, a precursor or what is it like foreshadowing of like how yeah. crazy this guy is going to become later so this okay. is what 25 years ago 30 years ago Okay. That's what Tur Turd Boy had to say when his brother died. <laughs> there was something familiar about the self-confidence of the man at the podium and about the smile of his mother, who hasn't smiled much since her youngest son was swept away by an avalanche. If Michelle had decided to stay home and play chess and, and, and Nintendo, he would have been fine. But he chose to go out there, and that's what made the difference. So... He's basically saying this guy would be alive if he didn't go out and try to just live life. Yeah, if, if Trudeau had been old enough, he could have locked him down. <laughs> yeah, right? he would have. Yeah, and maybe that's that's where all no that's skiing. coming from. No skiing, which Can't is another activity, probably not with many people right near you. Killed by an avalanche, he's like, oh, should have been playing Nintendo. Should I, no, oh, who's who? Who should go explore the the vast world we have out there? No, nope, yeah, like not not that. me, but not me, but he has the right to do it. <laughs> Absolutely, without you insulting him uh, after his death. Like, how, how does that? That's where your mind goes. My brother died in an avalanche. Oh, he was playing. Turd boy. Turd boy. <laughs> Remember that guy? That guy was great, the cowboy. But dude, if my brother stayed home and played Nintendo and chess, he wouldn't have died. This guy's tapped. Yeah crazy this was and this was before the world economic forum got a hold of him i think oh my god he's one of those young leaders or whatever yeah no wonder why he was so pro lockdown like you said it you nailed it he was just saving you from covid and avalanches <laughs> good for him all Should right free nintendo instead of free healthcare nintendo and chess boards yeah Whatever. come on and yeah handing that stuff out instead of sending you a, a stimulus check send you a chessboard <laughs> who do we who do we have next we got your boy uh mitt romney remember him the guy you mistake <laughs> kind of remember him <laughs> he could be one of two people if you put up a thing there's a 50 percent chance that okay former governor of massachusetts senator okay okay you got him all right i did yeah i knew right, only because get... i named it romney otherwise romney all right you all know today is National Hot Dog Day, and uh, perhaps you also know that hot dog is my favorite meat. I love hot dogs. Uh, I love them in buns. I love them outside of buns. I love them with baked beans. I just like hot dogs. It's the best, you know, best meat there is, without question. So to all of you who, like me, are celebrating uh, National hot, hot Dog Day, uh, congratulations to you, and may there be many, many more hot dogs served in our wonderful land. These things are cringy. Oh, hold on. Why did he say congratulations? <laughs> to all you guys who are out there celebrating, congratulations. For what? Who's out there what? celebrating? And he said One, congratulations. What, what, why is he covering that beautiful head of hair with a hat? At least yeah, we have he, an excuse. We're both He bald. doesn't normally do it. So you heard him say, he said hat dog. Because he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I have a hat on this. hat on. He goes, hat I dog, hate, I mean hot dog. Hate to see what that looked like when he removed the cap. Uh, but yeah. um, what else did he say? Greatest meat out there? My favorite I think, meat. I think the thing with hot dogs is nobody knows what kind of meat it is in there. It's a little bit of everything. The great Has this guy ever had a filet mignon? What do they call it? A hot beef injection? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll take it. Give it to me with a bun. Give it to me with beans. I'll take it with buns, no buns, beans, coleslaw. Give me a Chicago (laughs) dog, a slaw dog. And this one, I I was a little upset. I thought I, I thought I was doing good that I found that clip before it made the rounds. But then after I sent it to Juice prepping the show, I saw it on the Michael Knowles show, of course, two days later. And uh, I'll give Michael credit for this because it's a great point. But it's honestly, I swear to God, it's one of the first things I thought of, too. How's this jackass walking around with ketchup on his hot dog? If you're going to have a hot dog, that's mustard, onions. You don't put ketchup on your hot dog. That's a little kid thing. And Knowles made that same point. So I won't hammer it too much because it it's a great point. But I promise, I thought the same thing when I saw that. I was like, this guy repping hot dogs. You know he doesn't eat them if he's walking around with it with ketchup on it. Juice, you're not in on that? No. You're I'm a ketchup a guy? guy? I'm a ketchup guy and mustard guy. Not a On hamburgers. Guy. Yeah. But I have something to say now that you're talking condiments. Correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. Is this the guy who's married to the Heinz? Ketchup family, Mitt Romney. <laughs> no, that's his doppelganger, your boy John Kerry. <laughs> All right, so then he's at least he's under the he's on the take though from big condiments. <laughs> he might be. Those two are in cahoots, even though one's a Democrat, one's a Republican, but they go together like ketchup and mustard. Yeah, he said my All favorite. Day. Hey, Don't congratulations! Have- congratulations on a great hot dog day. Do we have what? <laughs> Romney? Don't we have the ketchup guy? I mean, Mitt Romney. I said John Kerry. Uh, yeah, John Kerry's the ketchup guy. John Kerry. Is he also, he's the climate czar, right? Climate czar, ketchup guy. You saw Mitt Romney threatened presidential to a Democrat. News yes. to you, if you didn't know that he wasn't. He's threatening <laughs> to become a Democrat. <laughs> he's been a Democrat for the last 15 years, just pretending to be a Republican. Yeah, they're like, we'll trade you... Uh, John Kerry for Romney and uh <laughs> in a bottle yeah. of Heinz. Yeah. <laughs> and a hot dog to be named later. <laughs> All right, John Kerry. What did he have to say? Uh let's see. I agree Kerry. that nobody should be quote dictated to. Uh and we're not doing that. We that's why we had three days of intensive discussions. Uh and I think if you ask Shia Genois, he'll tell you there was zero dictation. Uh, nor I, I think if you asked uh, uh, Director Wang Yi and, and uh, Vice President Han, as well as uh, you know any of the interlocutors we were talking to, uh, they would tell you that there was no dictation here. There was a clear exchange of ideas. If anything is dictating, it is the science. <laughs> of course, the science. At the end, oh, he was on a trip to China. Like, trying to... Oh, sorry, let me get no. something out first, and then I'll let you take over. I just yeah, yeah, go ahead. Xinhua, Xinhua. <laughs> They're talking to Xinhua, like using all the pronunciations. Oh, he was good on that, but yeah, he was in China trying to talk, trying to talk China into going green and jumping on board with us. And they basically were just like, "Beat it, pal. See you later." And he's saying. How many times did you drop dictation on there? Fifteen at least. Yeah. And I love it. The reason why Juice is my boy right here, and and me and him just go together like ketchup and mustard and Romney and Carrie is because as soon as I 
told him about this clip and I said dictation a million times. He knew exactly where I wanted to go with this and uh, made both of us remember our boy Jonah and think about uh, maybe John Kerry's in cahoots with Jonah in, in doing the old dictation thing. So, Juice, what do you think? You want to pull him up? I'll pull him up. <laughs> and remind me after this, I have a, a climate take, a little tidbit I haven't told you about. Yes, sir. This is the boys' toilets yeah. where we hang out sometimes just doing tagging and shit. We've all got tags, all got crew names and shit. This is my one, Dictation. Dictation. That's my official name for the Polyphos crew. Yeah. I wanted to be Dictator, but this black in year 12. Year. Yeah, this homo in year 12 became Dictator. That's the official Polyphos, Polyphos. Polyphos tag. Like two this is Leon's, Samoa. If you just move your way around the room, yeah. you find other things. There's a lot of dictations, dictation, dictation. <laughs> dictation, dictation, dictation. You're not dictating it to anybody. That's one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it was. Would you have to tell us about the climate stuff? How are we doing on time? It's quick, but... We're okay. All right. Uh, you know, I went to... It was... Incredible, but fish this weekend, uh, last weekend, all three days of fish at the thing, right? Yeah. But it was it was like 95 degrees and got there early so I can get into the thing. But I'm in the lot, you know, waiting. There's all the hippies and earth, earthy, crunchy people all around or whatever. But I'm sitting in there yeah. tailgating until my friend met me, drinking yeah. with keeping the air conditioner on. So they haven't one until I got out there. And they're like, excuse me, can you, you know, you know, cut the emission? Whatever. No, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, seriously? Like, yeah. I'm like, I said to him, I said, sorry, these these fossil fuels aren't gonna burn themselves. <laughs> and then, like, everybody's like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Just sitting here in the air conditioning, enjoying myself. That's great. Oh, well played, my man. Tip of the cap to you, sir. Um, all right, what do we got to round out the lightning round? Is your boy Garth we at, Brooks? Are we at the end already, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is from a year ago, but it doesn't change because even a year ago it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, Garth Brooks just made the rounds again. Uh, him asking you to donate money to to Ukraine, and no. I think he's worth four hundred and thirty million dollars. Okay, but and they saying dig in our pockets to do it, but like you know, they've been digging in our pockets. On you know sending all these yeah for what air packages years now? yeah yeah did you have any say into that no nope. not dig into your pockets more him and Tarisha Yearwood or whatever Tarisha oh. <laughs> Tarisha Tarisha there you go this is embarrassing and then like he's like at the watch at the end of, oh yeah let's donate and we're proud to say we stand with Ukraine especially the refugees there's a global initiative and of course. Supplies and aid is already spread thin, and this is where you come in. We need your help. We need you to donate. Yeah, I mean, we, we always ask for love and prayers. Please keep doing that. But we're also going to ask you, dig in your pockets. Be part of the greatest global relief plan mankind has ever seen. Everybody deserves dignity. Everybody deserves a roof over their head to feel safe. You can be a part of that. Yeah, amen. So join us, won't you? Stand up for love. Stand up for mankind. <laughs> Stand, Stand up. up. For Ukraine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to be rude or anything, but like, are we sure that that wife isn't like a Levine? 
Dick Yearwood? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. Dick but Longwood? What did he do? <laughs> what did he say right at the beginning? Like, oh, man, dig deep. Dig deep. <laughs> that, oh, the refugees. Oh, especially like, and yeah, I'm all for refugees. People deserve dignity. You know, a house over the head or whatever. But like, dude, you do it. Yeah. Like, I don't have yeah. extra money to spare, and I'm donating yes. to stuff that I, you know, yeah. I'm like but, done with that. Like you said, oh, God's worth I don't know who's million. I'm not pro Russia, but like everything day after day coming out of Ukraine no. isn't. Oh, it's and it's like clean. Like, Go down the street. Up and up. The people aren't at fault, but yeah. Go to Molina Cass in in Mass Ave. Go to Skid Row in in San Fran. I think San Fran or L.A., whatever it is, California. Like there's homeless encampments everywhere, all over the country. Those people are refugees too. Like dig deep, dig deep, brother. Come on, Garth. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like. Huh. And then, yeah, donate. Oh, wait. amen to that. Amen. Oh, sing it, sister. <laughs> is that a Ben Roethlisberger hat? Oh. Is it? I don't know. It might be. And is Garth That's Brooks the good. one who, like, opened up that new bar in, like, Nashville? It's like, we're selling Bud Lights here. Yeah. And then, like, people, like, it's, like, been bombing, I think. Good. Yeah, no one's going in there. Yeah, he's pro Bud Light. Big time. But crazy. Uh, that reminds me, next week, we'll put this on the back burner. We're going to get to that Jason Aldean song next week. That thing's been great. Com- compare and contrast these country stars. But um, you got anything to add to the lightning round, my man? No, I'm ready to move on. I love it. Great stuff as always. Well, stick around. We're uh, wrapping this one up. We're going to move on to segment number two and then bring you a come on, man, segment of the day. So. All right. So as I mentioned at the start of the show, I recently went and saw The Sound of Freedom this past week, and it was an epic film. Uh, Great intensity, great filming. Cinematography was awesome. The acting was great. Um, I hesitate to say like awesome movie because obviously the subject matter, manner, matter, matter. Thank you. Um, is disturbing to say the least. Um, it's about child sex trafficking rings and this, um, you know, federal agent's ability to single-handedly take them down pretty much. And um, hey, before you go into it, great yeah. movie, happy you watch it, but not like, oh my God, I'm going to watch it two and three times. No. Is that kind of how you feel about it? Like, Kinda. I mean, we all know you, you've heard of Jim Caviezel, like famous for playing Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, that and was tough to watch. It's very tough to watch, and one that I've probably only seen twice, like because it's it's not one you're really amped up to go repeat watch. Yeah, but this I almost feel like pay the money to go see it in the thing, see it once, but also like buy the DVD because yeah. you put it into the into the fund to exactly this kind of content, well, but you don't have to watch the DVD. Or like, you know, the Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay. You know I mean? okay. But you support yeah. it. 
Yes. And it's uh, Angel Studios, I think, too. The Chosen. Yes. And I've, like, not, I've done that. I hate even saying that. But, like, you can pay it forward Mm -hmm. to, like, I watched The Chosen for free, but I was, this is awesome. Let me, like, when it's so good, like, I'll happily throw 20 bucks in the pot. Absolutely. To help. You know, think of how many things we throw money at that are just like pointless. Like, obviously, we all use Amazon and stuff, and it's like we go pad Bezos's, you know, bank account. I I'm happy to help these people out. Like, you know, and yeah, shout out to the chosen. It's yeah, the chosen, and I would watch that many times over. Absolutely, I can't wait. I'm gonna rewatch that before the new season comes out. But um, no, the sound of freedom, and it, it was just very inspiring but very also like like we don't know half of what's going on out there and it's sickening to think like the the whole movie it's they they frame it around a brother sister duo that ends up getting snatched up but like they're in this you know third world uh, i mean i don't even know is colombia a third world country honestly like i'm you know i don't maybe it is but it's a lot poorer than us. We are, so they are. <laughs> so they, but it's it's literally people living in the slums and they get duped into sending their kids to go try to audition for like modeling and acting when they're little kids that, you know, that the, a modeling agent comes to their father's house, talks to them saying, oh, you know, we can make your kids famous. You'll end up being rich. He come, He drops them off with her lady who looks good like put together he comes back to pick them up after the auditioning's over and they're just gone the place is empty you know and imagine that it's just oh it's heart-wrenching it's it's crazy and the thing that like really drives me nuts with this whole story is well it doesn't drive it drives me nuts that the mainstream media is trying to hate on it and trying to do anything they can to make sure it doesn't succeed but the encouraging thing is that this movie was made in 2018 for only $5 million budget. It's already exceeded $100 million in the box office. It's up to like 125 crushing the Indiana Jones movie, crushing a bunch of other things that have been up against it. <laughs> Killed the... No, I'm just saying, oh, large big, <laughs> small, tall. He's an Indiana Jones, and I can't. It did, but it also crushed... It crushed the Little Mermaid movie that Disney put out too, and this this thing. You heard that song from the Little Mermaid? Oh, uh, Scott Olbot. Yeah, uh, all that. And I hate it because that's our boy. That's yeah, our boy, Lin Manuel. Dead but to I think, me. think he's oversaturated. We were watching Moana, like, uh, or just playing songs from it because Kelly did a, a performance. Yeah. And, uh, and it was like great songs came on you know that one where like uh when they're riding on the uh away away and they're yeah. riding on the ships like we, were we look to the stars yeah, yeah yeah and that he's doing the scuttlebutt oh how the how the, um, the, the 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 rise and the fall of lin-manuel um but this whole thing with the sound of freedom though is like Listen to the way the mainstream media is trying to portray this. And like, who, how could you be against trying to save children from being sex trafficked? And not even like, like this story specifically focuses on that aspect of it, but being stolen and trafficked just to have them work in the factory for you or to use them for any other thing. 
not just for sex, which should be disgusting and ridiculous as it is and appalling. But listen to the way CNN is trying to not to mention adrenochrome. Don't get us started on that, man. But they're, they're trying everything they can to make this movie not succeed. And this came out like the week that it was released. So it's a couple weeks old now, but this was on CNN and juice. You have the clip, right? Where they're just trying to trash the movie. Um, I challenge anybody, if you're watching this uh, episode and it happens to be after five o'clock and you have a cold beverage with you, try and take a sip. Every time they say the word QAnon in here and, and see if you can make it through that thing. Juice, you got it for us? Yeah. You seem pretty familiar with him because he doesn't really hide his association with this real wild plot uh, that that involves, you know, drinking the blood of children and things like that. No, he doesn't hide it at all. And you have a lot of people who are in this world of QAnon who say, oh, they don't know what that is. They've never heard of it. They're just asking questions. With somebody like Jim Caviezel, he is openly embracing it. He's openly using its catchphrases and its concepts. He's speaking at QAnon conventions. And this film is being marketed to either specific QAnon believers or to people who believe all of the same tenets as QAnon, but claim they don't know what it is. And The Sound of Freedom does focus on a real issue of sex trafficking. Uh, but that theme, it, it's sort of like that kernel of truth that feeds the QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, tell us how those two things work together. Sure. And the most durable and the most believable conspiracy theories are not entirely false. There's something in them that is true and the rest of it is false. But the believers point to the one true thing and they say, oh, you don't believe that this particular thing is true. In terms of child trafficking, we know trafficking is real. We know it has real victims. No one is denying that. But these films are created out of moral panics. They're created out of bogus statistics. They're created out of fear. And with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at QAnon concepts of these child trafficking rings that are run by the high-level elites and only people like Tim Ballard and only people like Jim Caviezel and by extension only people like the ticket buyer can help bring these trafficking rings down. So there's a very participatory element. You're not just going to see a movie, you're just killing two hours on a hot day. You are helping bring down these, these pedophile rings and save children. Now it's not true, but it's a very comforting and it's a very warm feeling to have. I got yeah. hold, on a second. hold on. What's that guy's name again? Gotta look into him. He's no, Did you not see? true. Don't look, don't look over here. <laughs> Did you see what it said on there? The host of the QAnon podcast or something? <laughs> That's what it said. Yeah, because I got five QAnons with an extra one being from the title bar there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because if you like who can't like you're the people who f- push people towards QAnon stuff yeah. like there's no in the like because you do all this and say your lies people are like hey where's the truth I gotta go find exactly some truth and you're unwilling far, to focus on it and yeah. I don't put anything back against Hillary pastor no. I mean Not like who knows all the craziest conspiracies theories about her are probably true yeah oh yeah oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty much focused on that awesome little flip thing you keep doing with the pen. You sing a little? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty. I, and I like that. Um, but no, the whole thing is like insane because like, like I hate how they're trying to say, oh, you know, 
oh, there's a kernel of truth to it. So like there is sex trafficking going on, but um, you know, let's not solve it or anything. Like, let's not do anything about it. Like it's just there. Like, what are they trying? I don't even understand what yeah, they're let's trying to make say. sure to lump it in with something that we think is crazy and that you'll also think is crazy. Exactly. Instead of just being like, let's shine a light on something. And well, and honestly, like I told you, I kind of gave you a little bit of the setup of the movie um before the clip day when I was talking, but like I couldn't help but think about it. Like, even if like the 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 premise that they set up for this these kids to show up to was like a modeling shoot uh to be discovered and even if that was just on the up and up legit and those kids like went home at the end of the day i couldn't help but think like this is still wrong like you got they got these little kids like doing these like poses and stuff and they want them like doing their hair a certain way they like they had a kid with like a shirt like buttoned up and they unbuttoned like two of the buttons and they're trying to make these kids like make these like sexy poses and make these types of things. And they're like 10 year old kids. They're like little kids. And I couldn't help but think about just like regular commercials we see or like TV shows we see that like kids are involved in and they're being used that way. Like even if it's not sexually being used, they're being photographed in ways that you would use for like models in their twenties, thirties, like, and you have kids doing that even in, it's like the accepted industry of like Hollywoody type of stuff. So I, I couldn't help but think of that watching the movie and be like, that's still wrong too. Even though we've accepted it as a society, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a, I got another clip here, which I think is great. It's an interview with Tim Ballard and how do you say it? Casafiel? Casafiel. Yeah. Cassavizel. Cassavizel. Jim Cassavizel. You want to set, yeah. set that up for a second or you want me to yeah. press? No, so he 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 they were on an interview, like you know, making the circuit promoting the movie, but uh it's basically Tim Tim Ballard's talking about like what he used to inspire himself, like the real person, Tim Ballard, um, while he was going and catching these people. And then they he talks about why he specifically wanted Jim Caviezel to play him in the movie, um, you know, about his life. So go ahead, give it to us, Juice. And so one thing that there's a scripture that I always tell myself that gives me the courage to go when I'm in that moment. And it's the one time in the scripture, maybe the only time that, that Jesus gets mafioso in his word. And I'm not talking about flipping tables over on the temple. I'm talking about mafioso. It's Jesus, so it's, it's righteous. But he tells you what's going to happen to you if you hurt children. Yeah. And he says, better than a millstone be wrapped about your neck and you cast to the bottom of the sea. And that's better for you than what's going to happen if you do this. And so uh, that gives me courage because I say, well, he, I know where he stands. And, and that means if he stands that way and I'm going to find kids, he's right, he's right here. Yeah. And his angels are, are everywhere. So Jim in the film, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps because totally in, in the film at a pivotal moment, that's a real, a true, really accurate depiction in the, in the coffee shop. When I'm talking as a pedophile undercover as myself, if you remember that very it's a true story. Um, and he gives me a little, this little pedophile book and all that cre creepy. They reenacted it. Yeah. The one thing I didn't say in that scene, mm. and it wasn't even in the script, Jim ad-libbed it while they're filming. Wow. He looks across the table at the guy in this kind of ironic, weird, but really brilliant, brilliant moment. And he says, it's better, right before he told him he's under arrest, he said, it's better than a millstone. Mm. Be, be cast out your neck. 
Remember that? And the pedophile is kind of like, well, what does that, that mean? Yeah. Yes. And it's a brilliant scene. And I, and I just, I cried when I watched that because mm-hmm. it wasn't even in the script. And I said, that is why yeah. I chose him. Great. And, and he's right. Like having seen the movie, like the scene's awesome. Like he, he dupes this guy into believing that he, you know, wants in on the uh, action, I guess, pardon the phrase, but um, you know, Caviezel there, Jim Ballard, the character, he's like, gets this guy to think that he's also a pedophile with him. And the guy, hey, oh, here's the boy you're going to get tomorrow. Be at this place at this time. And he just looks at him and drops that millstone line. And then he's like, you're under arrest. And they all swarm the guy. And he's like, oh, like, but it, it's great. Great line. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of that one in the Gospels, right, Juice? Yeah, it's great. And people, the millstones are heavy. Think you want to describe it or whatever? Or is that obvious? It's not obvious to me. I don't know what a millstone is, but I uh, assume. Uh, I'm I don't know necessarily what a millstone Yeah, big, heavy thing. Yeah. Tie, Tie it, it around you. Yeah. Drop it in the what ocean. And, yeah, like you're done. Cement, cement things on your feet. Thank you. Yeah, like the mafia, cement boots, yeah. right? Exactly. Um, with the fishes or something yeah and it's uh it's perfect though it's like yeah see you later you have no place in in god's kingdom if you're gonna harm children in any way and i I feel like in the gospel too like jesus isn't even talking about sex trafficking pedophile stuff he's pretty much just like hey if you even steer these children the wrong way if you like if you don't do what's right for the children god's children here um, and, and you stop them from knowing me, their Lord, their, their savior, um, then might as well tie a millstone around your neck and cast you out into the ocean. So it's, it's a great reference and, uh, I, I'm glad he talked about it in there. So that's, uh, that's kind of what I got on the sound of freedom. I highly recommend going out to see it though. Uh, like juice had touched on at the beginning of the segment, I think it's worth it just to, you know, buy into it a little bit and to help push it over. Like think about all the buzz it gets just by being at $120 million right now at the box office, keep it going and, you know, help them out because that's the type of content I want. Those are the movies I want to go see. I'm done with these Disneyfied Star Wars ones, these Disneyfied uh, Indiana Jones nonsenses these remakes of all their animated stuff. So I don't want to go see movies like that anymore. I want to see movies like this. I want stuff like this to be encouraged to do it. So us going and seeing it in the theaters is going to help that. So I think it's one of those ones where you're going to be entertained. You're going to see a good film. You're going to feel like you're, um, you know, hopefully your voice is being heard. Basically when Hollywood shuts us out, this is a way to let them know, like, no, this is the stuff we want to see. So, Juice, you got anything else to add on this? No, I love that, though. Uh, oh, I, I don't know how much true this is, but, you know, seeing it through word of mouth and stuff, I heard that, you know, the movie theaters were like, I've seen people being like, oh, the air conditioning was shut off. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> people see it. Or, like, when I went online, the whole theater was sold out, but I'm the only two people in here. That's and insane. Blah, blah, blah. Insane. Like, what are these... Like, but that has to come top down. The average person working at the theater is pro 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it's like, yeah, maybe there are these high elites who are pushing down, you know, don't. It's like, should you be surprised after seeing that creep who was like in charge of the studio, like manipulating women, like basically raping them into getting, getting film roles? What's his name? You know, Weinstein. Yeah. Weinstein. And it's like, people are like, oh, okay. That, you know, whatever guy using his. Your boy Spielberg's a pedophile. No. I don't want that. I like Spielberg. Hank's pedophile. Oh, oh, now you're really going to crush my hopes and dreams. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's uh, wrap this thing up and bring it home with a nice, good old fashioned. Come on, man. Segment of the day coming your way. What do you think, Juice? All right, all right, all right. So you guys know what time this is, the end of the show, where we get to bring you somebody that says something, does something, or participates in something so ridiculous, so absurd, that all we pretty much get to do, even after we make fun of them for a couple minutes, is say, come on, man. So today we have this woman by the name of Reverend Dr. Love Holt, and she testified on the Hill this past week. All right. You already look like you got something to say. Reverend Dr. Love Holt. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, so she is a pro-abortion activist who is testifying on the Hill because of this bill, like this, I don't think it's a bill, but um it it's basically this defense um spending that's being held up because the left is trying to have these provisions added into it that would allow people in states that have changed their abortion regulations after the Dobbs decision. Um, they want to fund military members to go from that, those states into pro-abortion states to go ahead and get their abortion performed. So there's funding in there for that, and there's trans funding as well for soldiers to go get their genitals mutilated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Affirming care. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes, you're right. You and and Dick Levine there on the same terminology. Um, But it's being held up on that. And then this person here was an advocate about trying to talk about how dangerous it is to not fund abortions. So I think we can go with, uh, Juice, you got clip number one from Reverend Dr. Love. Holt. She's probably doing the Sparkle Creed. Remember the Sparkle Creed? Oh, of course she's Sparkle it. <laughs> Black women, like the beautiful woman at the end said, a lot of our communities are miseducated. Missouri is an abstinence-only state. It's illegal to educate your youth about their body, contraceptives, signs of pubescence, what to do when they're hot and heavy. And then we thrust them out into a world that has a ban on their choice that's ripping away their bodily autonomy. And the only way we'll be able to successfully see people survive unwanted pregnancies, fetal fatal anomalies, maternal and birthing person mortality rates is through communication, birthing person, aggregating this information 
and reaching out to local organizations who support choice. Crazy. You heard Shapiro jump in there? Birthing person? person. <laughs> Come on. Of course. Of course. So she's, she's, saying, she's saying, like, let's not teach people responsibility. Let's just say the zero repercussions for your actions. Yep, absolutely. And she, you hear the appall in her voice, like, Missouri is an abstinence-only state. Yeah, but you're, you're saying that, Missouri, I'll have to look this up, but that Missouri doesn't tell you anything in health class or anything like that that says, you know, this is how you make a baby. Or she's saying yeah. it doesn't teach you, you know. See, I'm, I'm with you there. Like, because like, you got to at least tell people how a baby is made before yeah, you say – don't, I feel like that's, you know, be respectful of how a baby's made. Exactly. But I feel like that's pretty like common sense. Like, of course they're going to like, I mean, again, maybe we should have looked this up before we started the show. <laughs> but, we'll put it in the notes. Uh, we'll yeah. Yeah. Of course we will. Yeah. Well, they'll be there. But um, I take that as like, okay, everybody gets told how babies are made, but like abstinence only being like, oh, this is the way to make sure you do something responsible. And she's appalled by that. And it's like, come on, like we should be teaching abstinence. Like I get that we've all been there before. We've all like, it's easy to say from the spots we're in now in our lives, but even if they don't listen to us, I'd rather preach that to our children than to teach them like, Hey, go on birth control when you're 16 years old. Cause you're like, you're going to go out and have sex. What am I going to do about it? Like, I'd rather be like, no, don't do that until you're married. Like, don't like, even if they're not going to listen to me, honestly, I would much rather that. And she's talking about that as it's like, it's a, an absurd like thing to do. And not to mention, she's got the friggin' nose ring in. Like I'm going to take her serious just by looking at that right there. She doesn't take herself serious. Like, come on. Would you Dr. be rocking Holt a nose love? ring? Reverend Dr. Holt love the third. <laughs> yeah. And who reverend, Come on, we've been there before. You already know we're we're a pretty sexist show here. Uh, we're, we're not on board with that. The female. And reverend. if we're uh, if we're even going on just anything like that, or even just a reverend, who, or just people who are saying they're religious or not, you know, this dude Bishop Talbert Swan. Who? Bishop Talbert Swan. No. YouTube him. I mean, not YouTube him. Put him on Twitter or whatever. He's like. Only thing he cares about is race baiting. Oh. And, but like, uh, you know, tries to disguise it. I'm not even trying to disguise it, but he's the worst. But like, dude, how are you even saying you're a bishop or whatever when all he does is, you know, kill, kill, kill yeah. the white man? Remember this from Stern? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kill, kill, kill yeah. the yeah. white man. <laughs> that's hilarious. But that's like, I mean, that's like that stupid Kenny Powers show too with him and like uh, Jeff Goodman. Is the dude who played Kenny Powers and Jeff Goodman and stuff, where they were like righteous something gemstone, yeah, yeah. and they were yeah, like they were just like swindling like religious people, like religious in name only, like the Mitt Romneys, you know. Okay, but, dude, this lady, this Holt, this Reverend Doctor Love Holt, uh, I was reading an article about her too, getting ready for the segment, and this was on Yahoo, um, but. She's talking about she shared this story up there with them too. We don't have obviously don't have time and don't have all the clips for it, but she 
basically talks about giving herself a self-abortion. She said she took pills, like abortion pills, but they came like after the time that you were supposed to actually take them by and then had some severe bleeding. She's talking about going out to her garage, sitting in her car because she didn't want her five children that were at home already to see the amount of blood that she was doing, passed out. Kids had to call her mother to come take her to a hospital to, to get her. And she's talking in the article about how she was afraid to tell them. She had to tell them it was just a miscarriage, not an abortion. Because yeah, they would. For this. Yeah, oh, yeah. This. And she's talking about that. Like, But one of the quotes that stood out to me is she, she said, quote, I almost lost my life that day. I would have left my children, my black children, alone in this cruel, cold world to navigate it alone. Nobody to protect them. Nobody to support them. End quote. And my immediate thought, I don't know if you feel What do same. you care? What do you care is what I think. Well, just, what, what do you care? Because you're just giving away another one. Like you don't want the other one to be born. But my thought on it was leave them alone. Like, is their dad there? Like, is your husband there? Like, and again, I. Who's the sixth one by? Thank you. And it's hard to, it was hard to find any like personal information on her. Like I was trying to Google her and stuff and, you know, I'm probably suppressed by using Google instead of duck it. Uh, <laughs> duck it. <laughs> duck, duck, go or whatever. Yes. Thank you. Trying to duck or it. Like, instead of Google it. Like duck, duck, go, I think is even. Out the it's even worse. No, not worse. But. I All I could find was like stuff about this current thing with her and like stories like that. But they're framing the whole story as like she's in the right and she's a victim. But like I'm looking at that like this lady's horrible in that. Like I couldn't help but think that. I'm sorry. But it's like I'm going to leave my children, my black children alone all by themselves. You have five children in your house. That you and you're pregnant with a sixth. So where yeah, like, this one came from? Like I understand like not wanting to leave your children motherless. But she's framing it as she's going to leave them alone, completely alone. Like, who else is in their life then? Like, crazy. I think you have Thank one God, more. Maybe, maybe a mother, though, who came and saved them. Yes. Grandmother. Yeah, they have a grandma. But, like, but again, like, and I'm sorry, like, I'm. Yeah, I got another one. We got to keep it moving. But... All right. Keep it going. Here we are uh, 400 years after slavery in America and what some would deem a successful buck breaking of our male counterparts. I look at this as an attempt to dethrone the original matriarch and furthermore cause bodily restrictions on black bodies, um, therefore making it harder for us to make normal decisions, therefore perverting our quality of life in a place that we should be free for choice in whatever direction we'd like to go in. To make normal decisions, preventing you from choice, you have a choice before you decide to have sex. Like, I don't understand. Like, like and, and again, I already said it at the beginning here. It's easy to say from the points of view that we're at now and like we're, we're pushing 40 years old and we're married and stuff. So I, I get that there's kids that, you know, their home, hormones, are, hormones are going crazy. And they're in their early 20s, teens, that stuff. But why are we acting like that's not a choice? Like you're choosing to put yourself in the position where you could become pregnant. Like, 
I think we should let kids understand that that could happen, that that's something that is a result of your actions. And the answer to that is not just to have your child aborted. The answer is to grow up, take some responsibility and become an adult. You know, you want to be treated like an adult. You want to be wearing the big boy pants, the big girl pants, have some, you know, responsibility for your actions. Non-binary pants. <laughs> I mean, come on, this lady's absurd. And to try to just, just constantly want to be a victim of it is just what drives me nuts with this stuff. And the, the language that gets used and the manipulation of it all is just absurd. Juice, you got anything else for Reverend Holt? Um, <laughs> no, I'm good. I still love the birthing person, though. Birthing it's person. ridiculous. Ridiculous. If a birthing person becomes pregnant, then we can abort that baby. And then they say, they say, there's something on the CDC website now, too, about like how you can, you know, chest feeding. Oh. Man, you know, a man. There's a thing that we'll put it in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Throw it in the comments. Like to be like, instead of being like, oh my God, you're crazy. Don't do this. It's like, here's how you can chest feed whatever's coming out of man's chest. And then like, oh, so, but they're like supplement it with formula. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Because you're crazy. Yeah. Because you're going to starve your child because that's going to do nothing for them. But Dick Levine and is going like, to tell how you. How is that not like a sexual, how is that not like pedophilic? Of course, like it is. having like a man, like having your baby attached to a to your nipple, not a breast. Yeah, because you have like a sexual kink. Of course, mental illness or something. Of course, absolutely absurd. That was for you, buddy. Nothing. Who me? No, buddy. Absolutely your, absurd. Your boy, buddy. He loves yeah, when yeah, we what's up, buddy? Absolutely absurd. Uh, oh, shout out to buddy, Mister XXL. <laughs> all right i think that'll do it for the show today though what do you think it's good by me all right i love it well um please don't forget follow us on youtube uh rumble apple spotify subscribe to the show drop a comment we might even say it on here one of these days um we'll put plenty of notes in the uh, comments and the show notes for you to look at uh and until next week i guess uh Thanks for having Thanks for me. having us. <laughs> us. Okay, right. Thanks for Thanks having us. Thanks for having us. The Right and Wrong Show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong Song created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.